You ready? I'm just letting you know. All right. Thank you for listening to OTR Off The Rip. It's Dijon, back at it with another one. I got my bro in the building with me. Introduce yourself. I'm six. <laughs> All right. So, also, you got to remember, there's going to be audio listeners and visual. Like, so the videos ain't even really dropping like that. So, it's mainly audio. Just to let you know. Also... I always like to give updates, and it's crazy because I had you here too. Like, so I, this is my second time recording this episode. Uh, the first one had too much background noise, so I didn't want to give you guys that. Hopefully, this one comes out a little bit more clearer. But the last time we was talking, if you I don't know if you remember when I was talking about this episode, the reason why I ain't been driving is because besides like the way like work schedule, hectic life, all this kind of stuff going on right now, for some reason. When it comes to the actual recording part, I started to get anxious, or I was starting to, yeah, I was starting to, get, like, have anxiety little attacks and stuff like that, and when you came, remember, you was like, that might be more reason to drop it, so I forced myself, but when I did, I said, the quality of the sound didn't come out, so that one, we just gonna scrap or just keep it for notes. Now, today, not too sure what I'm still gonna call this one, I got some names in mind, but we gonna figure it out later but you know I, like i always like to say we're gonna go back to go forward so about a month or so ago i had went to this networking event for podcasting and i was talking to two like i was talking to a few people but one of the the people that stood out his name was nick and of course you know they asked me like how did i come up with this podcast or like what do i get my my content from and i had told them from conversations like i take a conversation something that sticks out, I take it and then expand on it and then kind of draw both sides. But on this one, he was telling me his background story, which was he got a scholarship, if I'm not mistaken, for being in the band, for playing an instrument. And as he's going along with his major, he found out that the only thing that it would lead to would be him being like a band director or some kind of director, and he wasn't with that. So then he switched to being an audio engineer. And he did that, he worked in studios, and I forgot what else. And along the way, he had kids, all these different things. And when it came to his podcast, what he's doing is he's interviewing business owners and going over the business and things like that. And then he just looks and goes, you know what? I noticed that, like, I have multiple faces. He was like, I I keep having to reinvent myself. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense to me. You know, I went through my own little transformations. With that being said, it goes also with something that I like to hold near and dear, which is you should constantly be involving or changing. And with that being said, I hate the, the, I don't want to call it a mantra, but you know, that that saying that, you know, like people have always been the same and that they don't, that they don't change. Because ultimately what that meaning is that you're not being, you know, you're staying the same, they're stagnant, there's no growth in there. And when I came along, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to hit y'all with the, Alright, well it makes sense for you to change because if you look at the four the four parameters that I kind of go over with you guys when I do that check-in, which is how are you doing emotionally, how are you doing spiritually, how are you doing physically, and how are you doing mentally. So when you look at those four realms, if those are changing, then you should be kind of changing. Now even if, start off spiritually. Whether you have a relationship or relationship or you don't have a relationship, it's pretty much the same same heads of the coin, right? Two different sides, right? Because people forget that to be an atheist, you still have to believe. Think about that. Yeah. 
to be to believe it, you have to believe in something, no matter what. That's the odd thing about it. So what they believe in? They believe that there is nothing. So even if you say that there is nothing, you have to believe in it. <laughs> right? Because if you come to a person with many factors and they go, God's real, whoever's real, and then they're breaking that thing down in order for you to have an argument, you have to believe in what you're saying. So they still believe in something. They just believe that there's no higher power type. Or they, you know what I mean? They know there's no God. They, they say science, so they believe in science. So they still believe. But on a spiritual uh, spiritual realm, it's about your connection and your relationship with whatever, whoever that it is that you believe in. So as you begin to develop this relationship, how do you think it's not going to change you? Because the more faith that you have, it gives you a different sense of life. It gives you a different sense of meaning. It gives you a different sense of purpose. Your face changes. You change. On an emotional state, something that I've had to deal with one of them is being anger. Now I'm known for being calm and I'm known for having like that laid back demeanor. But if you know me, know me, you know, I actually got a short temper. I just don't like to unleash it or I don't, I never like to lash out on people that is not justified to, you know what I'm saying? Like I take my anger out usually on that person and it may be, I may wait and I may let it bottle up and then next you know, this person getting, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but with that being said, if we're talking about it from an emotional state, Life is life. I don't want to say it right in this point. I'm not going to say it has its ups and downs because that's a matter of perspective when you think about it. Your up may not be my up. My down may not be your down. Vice versa. But when we're looking at the emotional state, it's like, man, there's certain levels of happiness that you still need to experience. There's certain level of sadness that you're going to experience. There's certain level of grief. There's certain level of depression. All these different things that you're going to go through. So to sit there and think that they're not going to have an effect of how you view the world, that's really how you paint the world is through your emotions. So whether you want to deny them or walk in tune is going to affect you and it's going to affect the face that you have. Because if I come to you like Americans, like again, this is something like, and this is kind of studying other cultures. Again, we come from a culture where we literally ask somebody how they're doing, but that's not, act, that's not what we're asking them. It's not a question. It's a greeting. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. All right, bam. And we sit there and walk around with that face as if we're good, not knowing that such and such is dealing with cancer or you just lost your job. You got your heart broken. Something of this nature has changed you. But we're getting, since we're talking about the emotional state, that shapes the world. Because if I say, I start talking positive and you're not in a positive emotional state, you're not going to see that positivity. You're not looking at the world through that lens. So then... Even though you may take it just to get me out your face, you're going to agree with me, but you're still painting the world in whatever hue that is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say black because, like, you know what I'm saying? I like black. So your dark color might be pink or yellow. You know what I mean? Now you're painting the world in this color, but you get what I mean when we say that the emotional state is going to change you. So, again, your face changes on a physical level. You're changing. To all my young people out there, if you're living life like you're supposed to be living, have fun. But that age creeps upon you. When you get out your desk and your back pops, and when you wake up and your neck is stiff and you don't know what happened, you get the losing stuff. Just physically, you're not there. You may need to stretch in the mornings. That's one way that the world will shape you, Like let alone if you have some unfortunate event where you lose a limb, you lose sight. 
the pandemic showed us one thing because now people lost their sense of taste and smell. <laughs> and I heard some of them ain't got it back. You know what I mean? Like, but that's going to shape you. How you eat, that's a physical thing. That's going to shape the way that you view the world. That's going to affect your sleep. Whether you get sleep or not, it's going to sh- shape your mood. Sh- shape the way that you eat. Where you live, the people close in your proximity, all of that takes effect. So again, if we take people on a social level, and now you went from being a slumlord to now you're kind of in the more middle, uh, what is it, middle income to affluent, they talk different, they walk different, they view the world different. So you're going to be around them and keep the same mentality that got you about the situation that what you were in, where you were going from surviving to now you're thriving? Nah, right, that doesn't make sense. So again, on a mental level, that affects the mental level. All these things affect the mental level, but if we're still talking about what are you pouring in? So again, I got this from another podcast. Whatever entertains you, trains you. Now, let that sink in. So with that being said, you watching TV as a distraction? I do that. Cool. But again, that's just background noise. But I like to read experiences. Uh, you got to be in a certain mental state and emotional state to go through an experience. Why? Because if I'm messed up right now or if I see the world as one thing like, hey, man, we ain't going to get ahead. We ain't going to survive. And then you show me the opposite. It's already going into my disbelief. So now I have to either be wrong, which people don't want to be, you know, anyone want to be right. Or I have to sit there and change the way that I'm thinking. And have to adapt to the new environment I am. Adapt to the new experiences that I'm going through. Adapt to the new people that I'm meeting. Adapt to the new, maybe, job status. Adapt to that on a mental level. Because there's some people that get rich and still can't recognize that they're rich. There's some people that got love and can't recognize the love that they have. There's some people that mentally can't get out of the shackles that they put upon themselves because they don't want to see. And they're, and, and because of this, they, they really didn't put a, like a cap over it. And they, they put a roof over their head. They didn't put blinders on them. And they can't see because they can't get out of their head mentally. Why? Because we don't know who owns that mental real estate. That's one way of looking at it. You know what I mean? Like... Somebody gets into your head and now they're feeding in that disbelief. Now you're in an emotional state. Now you question the religion again. And now and again, on a, like I said, the emotional state, mental, the physical. Oh, now in a physical state, now your physical, your body, you're not in a clear state of mind. Your body's going to start to move disorganized. Your breathing is going to become disorganized. I see this on a daily basis as a trainer. All right, so bam, this is what I wanted to hit y'all with. So next thing you know. I get to reading this book called Intimacy by Osho. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing his name right. Could be wrong. But Osho. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, your boy's trying to get his love life, you know what I'm saying, together and just reconnect with people in a deeper way. It's not that I necessarily have a problem, excuse me, but I wanted to work on that. Constantly, that's one way. Like I said, I'm trying to evolve, or not trying, but because it's something, like I said, I'm in there, so I do the thing. But... I'm constantly growing, trying to get feedback because somebody's perspective may shed light or it may counter what I already believe, but I'm open to it. So I get into reading it and it starts off with the journey. And it says that everybody, like he opens up and I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, everybody's going somewhere. Everybody's on this journey, whether it be on a journey to seek wealth, power, respect, love, social connections, job status, you name it, they're out there seeking it. 
And he goes, keep going on, and he was like, but nobody actually questions the traveler. And when he said this, it kind of had a profound effect on me because I'm like, bam, that is real. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you get to chasing money. Poverty leaves you scarred. Bro, it is, yes, you have to be creative to get out of poverty straight up, and you have to be creative by using the means that you have, but it takes away a lot because you're constantly thinking about it. You're in a survival state. So we get on this path of getting money thinking that it's going to change things, but the money is a means to an end, and you're not seeing it as a tool. Can you be technically rich without being rich? Hold on, look, you got something to say? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Before go you forget, ahead. can I got more? Go ahead. All right. So, can you be rich without being rich? And what I mean by that is, I ain't grow up with a, like a lot of stuff, and I understood the meaning of being people rich. I was fortunately born on the West Coast, where the scenery's rich. That makes sense. Like for better or for worse, but everybody got it. If you're not from Cali, I really don't want to hear nothing. And no, no disrespect is because you got to see what I mean to get it. There's so many things that are out there. Now, the reason why the state is ran, weakness, my bad, I'm about to go off on a tangent, more has to do on the politics side of things than the actual state itself. It's a beautiful place with resources. The culture that it breeds is different. All right. So I, was, I had wealth without knowing that I had wealth. Now, from a financial standpoint, I didn't get the literacy that I needed, and that's what set me on this journey. But what started was, what was I trying to feel? Well, who wants to look money? Money buys a different quality of life. Money buys experiences. Money, money, money buys better food. Right? It brings all those things. But what is it? It's the tool. But people are not using it as a tool to get them, like like I said, to enrich themselves. They're getting it to, uh, to, as a, using it as a tool almost to cover up insecurities. Monet goes out to a bar. He buys a bottle. But again, my example I like to use is, okay, that's cool. You want to feel like the man for the night. Does your refrigerator have food in it, though? Are your kids taken care of? Does your mattress have at least a box spring? Because I can settle for that. But if your mattress is on the floor, do you have sheets, fam? Or are you living on blankets? Now, these are things that, like, prioritizing, though, right? But to feel good, because what money looks like out there, right, for that night, the man's want to look like the man's for the night. He want to look like he balling. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Looking out there the wrong thing, though. Because what is he really seeking? Affirmation. Acceptance. Notoriety. All things that you could get without money. Attention that you get without money. So, again, we're not questioning the traveler. We're questioning the journey. We're questioning the road that we're going. We're questioning the destination within itself. But we're not question, questioning who you're seeking. All right, love. Because these are topics, like, and I'm dealing with this right now. So I got two clients where each of them are going through relationship problems. When we talk about love within itself, I once I came back on, if y'all remember, I pushed the self-love thing so strong. Because it was something like I, like I was missing. I'm going to get into that too, How even how the podcast reflects. But people question love. And you've heard this over and over again. Can't love nobody before you love yourself. But do you really, have you let that sink in and what that means? All right. So one, starting with love. Is your love conditional or unconditional? And that's just for yourself and for others, though. 
Because one is true love and the other one is love based on something else. It's a contingent love. So if you don't know the difference, what are you seeking love for? Do you love yourself unconditionally? And if that's the case, how are we letting those voices that change your emotional state, change your mental state, change you physically, get into there? Because the person that's telling you that you can't do something, that's telling you that you're not worth something, that's telling you that you're not going to be shit, is that your voice? Or is that somebody that you care for, right, through love, or whatever the case may be, is it their voice that you're just repeating and now you're finding it? experiences and different little situations to reflect that but self-love starts in understanding that hey bro i'm perfect this is the best i'm gonna be today because that's all i have this is all i have to give you can't be no better than what you are right now in this moment sorry that's that's it, it's fact you could be better tomorrow but that's gonna have to take place today though self-love starts that because you know what Self-love will let you draw boundaries with other people. Self-love won't let you know that, hey, I don't like that right now. Like, I don't like the way that you're talking to me. Or, today's not a good place for me to be in right now, so I can't even give you the love that you need. That's what love does. That's what self-love does. Again, who is the traveler? So, if you haven't found that love within yourself, who are you to go out and find another person to drag them in to whatever state that you're in? Because you're using them now like a drug like money, you're using them as a, something to fill in the void and insecurities that you have within yourself. Because if you're not good by yourself, what makes you think you're going to be good with somebody else? <laughs> Facts. We're not talking about teamwork shit. We're really talking about life within itself. So, that's where this came along. And where I say, like, the different faces of even within myself and change life, there's been many different instances which it changed me, but I can show you for those who know me personally, and I think I'm going to start putting my IG in like the rest of these podcasts, go back and if you look at even the way that I took pictures, it was me trying to find an identity, me trying to find a face, right, for in a social media context. Because in person, it's a little bit different. Depending on me, I am so, I'm protective of my energy. So depending on who you meet, like I said, at one point in time, I was matching. That's when we was talking about having a growth in the emotional state. I had to go back and reflect because on an emotional thing, if you come at me kind of hostile or you may just be hyped up and I don't know how to take it, well, I'm going to match that. And it is what it is. I'm going to stand on that. All right? But then there's some people, if you're not feeling good and all I hear is negative, well, man, I still got to push you away too. Why? Because I got to protect this. Because I'm not in a good space and what you're doing is kind of affecting my energy. And if I don't know how to handle it, well, self-love kicks in for myself. And I go, hey, yeah, that's cool. Okay, bro. Hey, let me get back to you on that or something. You know what I mean? I could draw the boundaries, different things like that. Um, but I've been, in my essence, like one thing that I've struggled with, again, on the social media side is making sure that I come across genuine. Because one thing I don't want y'all to think is that I know all the answers or, and I, I've been told that I come off condescending. Like, I'm, yeah, I've been, my kid told me that. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that I was uh, condescending and I know I come off like that, but part of me and who was a traveler will at one point in time if we want to go through it real quick where you get the younger me that felt like there was that disconnect where I, I went through a life emotionally numb and not knowing people and then protective of who I was and not thinking that I had like I knew that I had some worth but I wasn't too sure what it was based off of so I would get to know people before they got to know me that was protecting myself because I was scared of them getting to know me so you have me still having these relationships but they're some of them are strong because of the, I feel like because of the character of who I was and they were able to see through it. Because some people take the time to be patient and they see value in you. And that's how I am. 
Okay. I don't, I'm not fond of opening up to a lot of people, but I would like to hear a lot about you, though. No, facts, and I'm good at deflecting. I'm good at throwing stuff back. Yeah. So then, you know, like I said, Kari kind of comes, besides me wanting to change, but Kari comes along, and that's what really changes it. Because I know that, like I told you, my goal is to turn this healthy baby into a healthy child, a healthy child to a healthy teen, a healthy teen into a healthy adult. Well, sh- I got to now deal with my emotions. Think about that. Like, because I can't sit there and have her, like, you know, like, <laughs> our side of take, like, mommy, take straight up. Like, I don't like criers. And that's been my, one of our models as a family. Oh, we don't do crying. You know, like, you got to have a real reason to cry around this. Like, ain't no just because. And so imagine telling a kid or... Now you get these kids, and I've seen this with Key and Jai, where they didn't want to show the softer side to me because I'm always tough. So now they're not even being emotionally expressive. But in order for them to be emotionally expressive to me, I'd actually have to be emotionally expressive to them. It's a give and take thing. So I went through the world like that, feeling like I was alone, feeling like the world was against me. That's also like a cease high mentality. Side up. Side up. Gang banging on this. Now, uh, so you get that. And then there was, of course, the the, the poverty stricken one where I wanted things, the materialistic version of me. So now I'm seeking because I want it. You know what I'm saying? I want, don't get me wrong, that also I feel like helped me and I'm not too materialistic, but like, you know, I wanted nice things, of course. You know what I'm saying? Gotta have a drip, gotta have a drip, gotta have a, you know what I mean? I was gonna change all kind of things, right? Like, and all that change, but then, you know, all that change. Then there's the me that was seeking. And this is not me knowing it. When I finally found my mentor, it was actually like probably one of the first father figures where we're talking. And I didn't know I needed to know who I was in a general sense because I was still trying to figure out who I am. But when you say knowledge of self, that's knowing who you are, plus where you relate into the circle of life, where you relate into this universe. So he put me on a path to understanding what it means to kind of be black in a different sense. Again, I'm raised off of Malcolm. Shut up. That's where, like like I said, I was more militant as in my younger age. But I still, some of it was superficial because I didn't go into the depths that I started to do. And now that kind of put a different reflection on me. And like like I said, now I see other black people and I see me and them. And I hopefully they see me within themselves and stuff like that. But I see the bigger picture because at the end of the day, nobody, nigga, we all fit the description when that come out. They just say, dark skin male with dreads and we still fit that description. <laughs> And this is for, sorry for the people that ain't got, like, don't get to see the video version of this, but, again, I always try to tell you, and, you know what I mean, your boy off white, man, I tan like the white man. <laughs> so, but I got all the features that come with being black, though, and that's one thing, so that's one person on this journey. Then when we get into the politics, of I don't mean like, I'm talking about political ties on a different level. When we get into that, when I meet the person who took me under I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking for family. And that's also been somebody who's traveling because, again, I had mentioned this when my grandmother died. You know, I started feeling like an orphan again. I got a mom, you know, fortunately. You know, and I'm building a relationship with my father. But I went out seeking family ties because when you grow up in a small town, family names mean a whole lot different. So, luckily, I was connected. I don't even want to say luckily, but it is fortunate. You know, I ain't going to lie. That's been one of my blessings is that. The people that I had, I had no names, but it's not like I carried those names. But what it was, was I had a family. I had the benefit of looking through the world from that lens of some of y'all building people in bears. I got to build a family. And that's been my blessing. So when he came along the lines, 
you know, older brother out there messing up, older sister kind of, he came in kind of like a big brother, but he didn't treat it like that. He started talking about, and shout out, this is Bundles. Shout out to Bundles because the first thing that we gave each other a handshake and I didn't let him throw nothing up. He wasn't trying to. But I was like, I shook his hand and I gripped. I got a way of gripping it so nobody could throw nothing up on me. Come on, you ain't throwing up a seat, none of that, none of that. You know what I'm saying? No, man, we ain't throwing, shooting nothing. Right? And so, like, when I do that, he said, you ain't got to worry about that. It's about respect. You leave me in my eyes. And then that's how we kind of linked. Bond being built. Bro, that man been in my corner ever since day one. So, literally, he would be a day one from day one, no matter what it, no matter at what age we met, because he'd been like them. But I was seeking something, and I think he knew it too. But at the same time, us being younger, and us kind of coming from a similar background and not understanding, because now that man's a, the living hood dream, bro. Swear to G-O-D, you know what I mean? Like, got out, got a family together, got a business. What more can you ask for? The only nigga that did it better was Master Pete in my eyes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because that man had lived everybody's lifetime. But, again, we're looking at this traveler. So then I get to talking to the homegirl, Ebo. And shout out to Ebony, man, doing her thing. Again, I always mess up her name. But uh, she's doing the acting thing. And she, she said, well, how do I, like, say for me, where am I supposed to start? And I'm like, glad we talked. Good question. So to get back on y'all and kind of just to help. Again, self-love. We're going to start there. Because, again, love for thyself is going to give you a better relationship not only with yourself, but with other people. And then on a spiritual level, you should feel more connected to the things that you find have a soul or whatever it is connected to. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you're going to be related, be able to relate to life better if you have love for thyself. You'll look at and it sound, it's going to sound like some hippie stuff. But how else can you say that you love animals, love birds, love trees, love nature if you don't love yourself? Because you'll instantly kill them before you kill yourself. People forget that. It takes suicide. take a lot. You can't just like, people think that, that that is just easy. No, fam. No, fam. It's not easy. Because I'm telling you, like, to the person that could cut themselves, you got to think of what it takes to actually cause yourself physical harm knowing you're going to do it. Somebody came up to me and going to put their business up. But it's talking about how they, I think they try to drink something. Fam, your body mentally knows that it's getting prepared to drink it. It's not going to allow it to do that. That's what people don't know. Because it's, it's automatic senses to save itself. Nigga, that's life. You're not going to want to kill yourself that easy. Now, taking an OD on pills is a little bit harder. That's why some people don't do it. Or they do it and they fail because you don't know how much it takes your body and your body's going to want to fight that. All right? So, again, it starts with self-love if you're looking for it. Then, self-reflection, self-awareness. One of the questions that you could for sure ask yourself in any situations, I kid you not, to give you a better understanding of what's going on is this. What was my role to play in a part to get me here? What was my position that got me here? Like, I seen you about to say, go ahead, but I want. All right, because peep it though. Because when you start there, who's the only person you're actually accountable for? Self. Okay. Peep this, all right? And that's a copy, make people laugh with this example, but I'm dead ass. One of the reasons why I never liked snitching, besides the fact, remember, we, we grew up saying don't tattletale. But my G. If I'm only accountable for my actions, why are we speaking about somebody else? So if you told and said something on me, man, that wasn't your business. You wasn't doing what I was doing. You wasn't doing it through my perspective. You wasn't doing it. But that's a side note. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, you get what I'm saying? So that's what, okay. So when we go to a job and the job pisses off, what do we do, man? The manager's tripping, bro. This nigga done did this X, Y, Z, though. But what was your part to play with? What did you do? What boundaries did you set up? What did you speak on? What did you... 
Because self-love would have helped that, wouldn't it? Because you're not going to tolerate that same disrespect, right? You're not going to, hey, hey, hold on, fam. I know you got that tag on. You know what I'm saying? You got an office. But you're going to talk to me like it's about respect. Okay. Um, I started laughing. I was like, I'm going to play that. I started laughing. I started thinking of this thing. Uh, but all right, so you start with the self-love, and then you ask yourself, what was your role and your position to play into wherever situation that you got into? Because before you start pointing them fingers, remember how many are pointing back at you. But also, too, you will never understand the other person's perspective unless you sit there and take the time to listen. So that's not on your position to play what they did and all that stuff. Let them speak for themselves. But you got to start with yourself. On multiple episodes, I talked about what I think that man's purpose is, or one of them, and it's ultimately is to actually serve others. And I don't mean a life of servitude in a sense of you're an indebted slave or a slave mentality, but you help others. If we look at how you kind of become rich in this country, it's usually providing a service, a commodity, or something for another person. Coca-Cola, as bad as it is for you, serves a purpose, does it not? Does it quench your thirst? Tastes good, delicious beverage to some, great mixer. Hold on, y'all. I'm gonna keep this in there too. Hey, right, hold on real quick. Let me call you right, right back. But y'all made it. Y'all made it. Yeah, we're here. We in Oakland. We in the Bay. Ooh, town oh. business. <laughs> now they come back with a grill, ratchet braid. Oh my God. Make sure you give my baby a grill. She can't get the bottom because she's missing teeth. We gotta get all tops. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'll, t- I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, um, Self-love, the accountability thing, you do those things in nature, but then we start talking about purpose, and it's to help others, because what's the point of having all this information unless you want to be an encyclopedia as you grow up? Then you have to actually let that information out. Plus, it's also easier to get in more information when you start letting information out. What's the point of wealth if you're not changing somebody else's life besides your own? He was going to be real with you. So you, Scrooge McDuck, even had nephews. Yeah, he was still selfish. He was selfish, but then if you looked at what he did, though, but he also provided services and other stuff for people. How do you think he got rich? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, when we talk about what you're doing, you know what I mean? Okay. So then you want to know where you're facing, where your things might lie in. So figure out your purpose. But then also figure out where you stand out morally and ethically. Because any decisions that you're making outside of those parameters that tell you the direction and the trajectory that you're headed on. See, most of the things that people... My bad, look. Nah, that's, that's kind of rare these days, though. Nah, fam, because I'm going to stand on it. You know nah, me. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. Because most people... Speak up, too. They, they on the selfish end these days. They really looking out for self. And in order yeah. to get what they trying to get, they're not gonna have no values or no morals or go ahead and like do what they gotta do to get what they trying to get. If they gotta lie to you to get something from you, they gonna do that. But is that in so when we ask it, but that must be inside their realm of uh and I think about it, so we, we like so let me keep it a buck. Do I tell the truth all the time? No. I lie in certain situations and occasions. Keep it real with you. Like, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the my only way of getting out of it is, I used to tell people I tell half-truths, which means, you know, that whole truth and nothing but the truth. Well, I told you the truth of the story. Now, what I didn't tell you was the full detail. Like, 
Case in point is easy. I just tell my mom to come home. What'd you do last night? I was dreaming. When I went to homies, we did this. Now, who knows what we was doing? And with me, like, you know, now that I get older, I express, like, the drug side of things. I don't know what I was on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to tell her that. Because I know what she don't like and what she do like. She's not ready for that conversation. Now we're ready to have these conversations because I got to be more open with her. And it's just that just-in-case factor. But I also want her to know a different level of me. Like, this is what you get, though. This is not what you produce, technically. Because that was also part of me coming out about it, too. It was because when she started reflecting on herself, now those half-truths don't serve the same purpose no more. Because she wasn't the, the person that introduced the drugs to me. That makes sense? So now I got to be full-fledged. And that half-truth don't make sense no more. But also, too, you think, I, nigga, I, this is on wax, bro. Will I tell the police the truth 100%? No. See what I'm saying? So when we talk about your morals and your ethics... There's a certain level of foundation. There's certain realms that you won't cross. So when we're talking about these faces and these different things, know where you lie at. Know where you stand at. Know which side. Because anything outside of those, you know you in the wrong. And you know you ain't doing what's right. And you know. And this whole selfish thing about, that's what people fail to realize. Like when we be listening to people talk and we listen to the stories, we often hear about how this great pioneer did it on his own. No, they didn't. So we got people living across, like they're listening to the wrong message or nobody's keeping it 100. Like, fam, I'm not here today. That's why I try to pay as much homage to the people that I can in these episodes or even in person. Why? Because you would not see me if it wasn't for the people around me. I was fortunate enough to have the people believe in me. I got, we was talking about this the other day about potential. That's another way to know where you're going and where you face. Are you living up to your own potential? And you'll wonder why your face may change. Because if you're not, then you're going to have to have a serious, long conversation with yourself to accept the reality that you're creating for yourself. No, I agree. I had that same conversation with my co-worker, my old co-workers last week when I was here. Yeah, Tell them that same shit. And it's crazy. Cyrus brought this same shit up last night. Go into it. We don't watch. Hey, look, this is about you right now. They ain't worried about six right now. <laughs> but it's not. So this is when we talk and we and, and we even say this like the faith. So, and I think I mentioned this on the episode and this is with Childish. And it was just talking about how like once once you say something to somebody else, it's public information. So what can they do that to harm you? Now, again, if I like, because not to go back and forth, like even when we say it's about me, this isn't about me though. Like again, like when I was talking about my faces and where you see the change on the social media where it may be even more beneficial, even if y'all go back and listen to the episodes, when I, after I make Guess Who's Back, you hear me kind of like that, you hear the thought process that's coming in where I even say, and then Ambitions of a Father, which was the next episode where I get to speaking and I'm like, all right, well one, one of the biggest factors is if something happens to me and I'm no longer here, I wanted my daughter to hear my words coming from me. I want her to know me through me. How can she come? I got 40-something. So even today, if I was to go out today and I and I put this episode out, there's 40 more episodes that she can listen to to understand a better understanding of who her father is. And she's going to get to see me in different lights because I talk about so many different topics. And then the second one was, if I died today, I wouldn't like what people had to say about in my funeral. I can already know. It is sound, I wouldn't agree with everything that somebody said. So, again, me putting this out there, me sharing more, me being 
more emotionally involved in my endeavors was because of that, and it affected the way my music started coming out. Because if I go let you, if I could find some of my older tracks and let you listen to it, you'll probably hear it differently, and I start expressing things more differently. But whenever we're talking, whenever we're sharing, whenever all these experiences really ain't for us to be real, I don't think that like I've asked this to some people. Do have you ever thought that the pain that you go through really isn't for you? Is to help somebody else? Because remember, my mentality now is to help others. So it's never for me, like, even this talking, like, I, about it, the younger me would never talk about himself like that. Like, I was talking to somebody else about this, too. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, Jenny. I was talking to Jenny, and she was like, you talk about yourself a lot. And then when that situation, I was like, but I'm trying to warn you. <laughs> I'm literally trying to put out the negative because I normally don't like to talk about myself. And I, and I, and people don't, like I said, like, how am I have a better connection with people if I don't open up? But speak on that. Well, I want to know, like, what you mean, like, when you said, like, you're having this conversation on potential. Because, I mean, if it's, in, if, like I said, if it's relative, it's relative. You know what I mean? Like, and also, too, it may add a different perspective on. Man, you know, they ask, like, what you doing with yourself? Right. You know, I'm just working, chilling. Like, like, that's it? You're just working. You're not doing anything else outside of work. Right. Like, nah, not really. And he be like, well, what's going on with the, uh, with the modeling gig, like, are you still pursuing it? Did you stop? Did you even try? Did you make any attempts? Yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, not really. I didn't. And yeah. like, why not? I, we feel like that you could actually do it. And then sometimes the captions up under your post, you know, it affects somebody. You either helping somebody or bringing the light to like, right. steer somebody in the right direction that's going through something similar. So you might need to post more too. So I'm like, well, I, I'll try. You know what I'm saying? But they really don't know what I be going through though, because I don't ever share this shit. No, I really? just keep it to myself. But and so you know, like, so again, we talk about full potential. To be honest with you, is when you start to be able to express yourself more. Is when you come into terms with. The dark corners of who you are because first of all we don't even know what people gonna gravitate like i struggle with that all the time like okay so people's right and again going to the social media face because again if you look at how i started posting remember i i recently started and that's what took away from this too is when i started posting my workout videos because that seemed like if you look at how i'm built that seems like a duh right but think about it. My original post never had nothing to do with me working out. Because I was trying to show, shed a different light of who I am. But when you see me, that's also one of, besides probably my features, you're going to go, damn, you can shape. <laughs> so now that makes sense. So that world is blended. But if you look at the name of what I'm named on there and what that original post was, remember I started doing the quotes and that's me going through my faces, but then also trying to show the potential and show the light on, this is also who I am. That's the who I am I want y'all to pay attention to. But then they was leaving some parts and bits about me out of it. And then even when we talked, like I said, I had my bro ask me why I don't talk like myself on here. I said, fam, I do though. You forget that I like my code switch game is up there. Especially if like I could switch to almost the way my dialect too, but sometimes I'll be messing up on it because I'll be standing on words and I get to hear it in here. But uh I was like, I do, you know, but then I had to go back too. And some of, you notice on some episodes, I joke a little bit different. 
and I get to talking a little bit more I was like off camera type stuff or you know like when it's me and you but you I, you're here to speak on this like and if you can for a little second bro you notice that like I have like that joke in me where you know we're talking like and it just be you know it I would say my normal rate of, you know say normal speech but then when I'm trying to talk talk I talk like this like when I got a point to make you know what I'm saying so imagine trying to show that imagine trying to how do you how do you capture that at all times? Because the one thing that I didn't want people to do, and this is finding a face, like was how do I come across authentic to people who don't know me? Because if you knew me and you see it, you'd be like, oh, that's him doing his thing. But if you don't know me, does it seem like you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think like that. If you just met me, would it seem like it was false? You get what I'm saying? Nah, I can agree. Cause just. Looking at me out, especially when I just be out chilling and stuff, you know, I just be maybe with a mug on my face. I don't know what I look like. But they want to know what they expect out of nobody like that, though. Like, oh, this motherfucker's angry at the world or some shit. Right. Until you actually talk to a motherfucker and ask the right questions, and then you get to see another side of that person. That's just kind of crazy. I understand where you're coming from. So, you know, we're going to wrap this one up. Like, yeah. d- you know, get on it. I'm trying to see what the, what did J Rock say. Struggling with who I am and who I want to be. Right. So we go to these different faces. Like you're gonna go through phases. You're gonna go through phases. You'll never be the same person that you was yesterday. Why? Because you can't unsee the things that you saw. You can't unhear the things that you heard. You can't unfeel the things that you didn't feel. And you can't unthink the things that you have already thought. This person that you want to be, are you trying to go to the ideal? See, chasing perfection isn't necessarily realistic as much as it is goalistic. And what I mean by that, right? So it's good to try to be your ideal self in its truth, though, and accepting who you are in that moment. If that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, even if I'm not the best basketball player on the court, right? Because we're going to use this like example. That doesn't mean I should strive not that I shouldn't strive to be. Because I get, I, that's something I can change. Most of the things that we're talking about, you could change. Now, I can't change my features like that. I can't, technically. Nowadays, we can. Forgot about that. I didn't smoke too short. It's always room for improvement. And that's that's the point of this. So you're going to go through phases and faces as you work on this improvement. But where does it start? Self-love. Self. Accountability. Knowing who you are. That reflection. Being grateful. Understanding and being empathetic to who you are and accepting who you are in this current state and then striving with what time you have left in today working on it some more tomorrow and day in day after as many days as you can until you get as close as possible before you leave this earth this has been OTR off the rip love y'all like follow subscribe Appreciate y'all. For real, for real. Alright, y'all. This is six. Hopefully I get to chat with y'all soon. I'm out.